You're listening to RTI Audio, powered by Rocky Top Insider. This is Pancakes and Bacon with VFL, Tyler Kerbison, and Reed Bacon. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Pancakes and Bacon. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Curvison. Join us, Reed Bacon. Got a great one today. We are recapping the entire spring, uh, talking about our spring practice, talking about the orange and white game, talking about the growth of this team, what we got out of spring as Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, so it's a great pod. Before we get into that, if you guys are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and leave a comment. We absolutely love the comments. Um, if you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download, uh, and follow us on all those listening platforms that you might use. Also, follow us on social media, at Pancakes and Bacon on Twitter for our main account, at Pancakes and Bacon underscore RTI on Instagram. Uh, at rbacon26 for Reed, at Kyler Curbison for myself on all social medias. Um, so just really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for being great fans. And let's jump into this podcast. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Got a awesome podcast for you. I'll say it that, that way this time. Um, we are just recapping all of spring practice, everything we saw, what came out of it, what came out of the spring game. Um, so it's just a full overview before we get into any of that. Reed, how are we doing, bud? Doing well, Kyler. It's not going to be an awesome pod. It's going to be not bad. It's gonna but be... I didn't say great. You said awesome, though. Yeah, but great's better than awesome. Is it? I would say so. Okay, okay. Yeah, I just think great and awesome is, are, uh, wow, that was a nice, dude, that was a nice play by Maui Una. That's too that's too choppus to shortstop. I've got the uh, UT baseball game on the back. So <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, um, yeah, no. So we'll see. Pretty. We just want to do this. Is going to be pretty short and sweet. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been doing dropping uh, Monday pods, so we're recording on Sunday after church, and so that's why the um, UT game's on. Uh, oh, geez, looks like Vandy just hit a bomb. But All right. um, we, we won the series series already. Oh, it was foul. It was foul. Get back to the home plate, loser. So, uh, yeah, we just want to do a little overview of, of spring practice uh, as a whole. Literally, like, everything, like the practice that we went to, all the practices that, and, and stuff that we've heard from the coaches and, mm -hmm. you know, the orange and white game. So, this isn't a breakdown of stuff. It's just kind of an overview. Then we're going to go ahead and, and tell you guys about two things that we're going to be doing for offseason, right. um, you know, for the offseason time. So, short and sweet. Um, how was your weekend? Not too bad. Played some golf yesterday, uh, which was fun. I actually had a birdie and two pars, which is way better than I usually play. Um, usually I'm lucky to get a par in. Um, but I got absolutely wrecked by the bunkers. Absolutely wrecked. Every time I landed in one, it took me at least two shots to get out of it. Uh, I don't know what was going on, but I also think I need to get some legit wedges so I can up my game because I don't really have legit wedges. I'm not, I'm not trying to attack where you played yesterday, but some, some, 
sand traps are not even worth hitting out of when you play maybe at a public course. That's true. Uh, or or some private courses that just don't take care of it. Uh, that it want to. I don't want to come off sounding snooty because it's it's true. Public courses, private courses, sometimes are not great. But some lower lower income, lower they don't have as many funds at a certain course. It's just not worth hitting out of the bunker. So it's just pull them out. Um, yeah. So my question to you was, where should you have been hitting out of the bunkers? Probably not. It was at yeah. uh, McGabe's golf course. McCabe, yeah, so. No, I've been playing. I thought you guys went to two rivers yesterday. No. So we didn't end up going to two rivers. I, that's where I was going to go. Cause it's close to me, but these guys wanted to play over there and it, Actually, with the three nine-hole courses, it makes it easier to, like, get on pretty quick. Um, McCabe, can you even have a golf cart at McCabe's? Yeah, we were able to get one. Huh, was it packed? Usually that place is packed. Yeah, it was packed. We were able to get one because an 1120 didn't show up. So, that's Uh, yeah, that's why. But, yeah, it was a good time, though. I enjoyed it. Just pull it out of the sand trap next time. (laughs) I'll do that next time. Um. But, yeah, nothing to report. Just been over here, got the editing done for our Monday podcast, um, doing laundry and doing some just looking back over spring practice, getting ready for this. Okay. As you can see, I've added some more stuff here uh, to, to the – so I've got – it's a it's a really – I should give the guy a shout-out, and I would, but I forget his name. It's a guy that I followed on Twitter, He's a big Titans fan. He lives out in Arkansas. I don't know him personally. I just saw him stuff on there. It's like it might be James something, James Art or whatever, but he's a huge Titans guy, so he does these different like canvases. And so there's Cortland Finnegan, and then right here is Big Jeff, Big Jeffrey Simmons. So um, I had those. I we'll see if uh, the bosses Johnny O and Double B actually watch any of these because uh, <laughs> I'm waiting for a nice Rocky Top Insider yeah. up here, but I haven't gotten one yet. So we'll one, of those, one of those triangle flags. Yeah, or just something. Yeah, just, just something right here. At some yeah. point, I probably need to get something made that says pancakes and bacon, which would be pretty cool. But, um, yeah, good weekend here. Uh, Friday, uh, Megan and I went to uh, see The Covenant. Dude, I love pretty much all Guy Ritchie movies, but this one was awesome. I, I loved the movie. Loved that was a scary it. movie, right? No, 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 no. This is this is an action-packed, like, war movie. Oh, so okay. Jake Gyllenhaal's in it, and he is like a sergeant of a – you know, yeah, but, I've seen those previews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sick movie. Very, very good movie. So really enjoyed that. And then Saturday, just uh, woke up, hung out. Um, just a bunch of boring stuff, like laundry, put up clothes, put this stuff yeah. up in here, clean the room. And then last night, just cooked out here at the house with the family and then uh, stayed up till 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. to watch the Grizzlies get just smoked. I mean, they made a nice little comeback, but the game was over. It was like Tennessee. Real quick. It was like Tennessee, South Carolina, Tennessee, LSU, Tennessee, Missouri of years past. It was like it was, it was over before it started just because the Grizzlies couldn't hit anything. And and you know what? That's the nice thing about it when it's series. It's like, okay, I'm not furious. My night's not ruined. It's like, okay, just regroup and come back Monday and we'll see what happens. That's right. So um, watch that. And then today had a nice, um, nice church service. And then Meg and I went to Plaid Apron and, uh, I got I, I was rocking my RTI stuff at church today and it was funny because I was sitting down next to her and I was like, I got on cloud shoes on, I got my Lululemon pants and my Peter Millar. I was like, I was like, just go ahead and yell out that I went to web. Losers. <laughs> <laughs> 
you got your BMW in the driveway. Too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I didn't. By the way, for people listening, I did not go to Web. I went to Catholic. That's why I was taking a shot at, at the Webites, the Spartans. That's still that's still there, still the rivalry. <laughs> yeah. Um. I want to hear. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts. Of. Um, I just don't want you to steal my thunder on one big thing that I have for spring practice. But go ahead. What's your <laughs> What's your thoughts on on the entire spring? Okay, uh, so <laughs> you're just nervous that I might say what you're thinking already. Um, or do you, want, or do you spring, want me to... My thoughts on the entire spring is what a great opportunity it was for the young guys. That is that is always what spring is. Or guys transitioning into positions. This is not about anybody who started last year and is starting this year. That's not what spring is about. I don't give a crap about Cooper Mace. Like, like I know who he is. I know who he's going to be. This isn't about him. This is about Addison Nichols. This is about Carrick and John Campbell and all those guys who transferred in. Ollie it, Lang. It, it's about the young linebackers and Arian Carter and T Lander and Jalen Smith. That's what this is about. And it was great. It was awesome for them. You got to see them play so much in the spring game and get so many reps, which is awesome. When we went to practice, we got to watch them um, and see the kind of growth that they had because I even felt like I saw growth from those three linebackers I mentioned when we went to practice and when I watched from the orange and white game, which is great. And I watching the orange and white game and like rethink, like thinking about it again, I'm so happy that all three of them are in the same class because all three of them want to play so bad and they're competing so hard because they don't want the other freshmen to bump them. You know, there's like this nice friendship rivalry they have going because when you do come in with a class, you're very like prideful with your class. Like, hey, we are the class who's going to make a difference. We're the class who's going to – win an SEC championship, we're going to win the – like that's the kind of feel you have. And then for them all to be the same position, and they're all like, hey, let's go ball. Let's go ball out together. Because in my eyes, I kind of see them like in a great opportunity to pass maybe some of the guys that are older but aren't starting. And I, they looked great. So – Overview of spring, very happy. I love the culture that Hypel has right now and what's going. That I'm also just like so happy that I'm able to see the amount of depth. Like I've never seen a deeper DB room. I've never seen a deeper offensive line room. I actually feel really confident about our running back room and how deep that is. And it's just like, okay, like this is this is what I want. This is what – like when a guy goes down with an ankle injury, I'm not worried. I'm not freaking out. Like we're going to be okay. There's so many guys to come in and take that spot. And especially nowadays in the transfer portal era, it's like the fact that all he's able to keep all of these guys here. I mean, obviously some guys transfer as they would, but – to keep some of these guys here, I mean, to keep three guys that had huge amounts of play time last year in the running back room, Jabari, Jalen, and Dylan uh, Sampson, and then you've got Cam and, and Bishop actually playing pretty well over the spring, and it's like, holy shit, we're five deep. 
Like I'm like we're five deep in this position. Like that is awesome. So, I uh, yeah I I am it. This spring is maybe even more excited to go back to practice because I want to see what compare what we saw in this spring practice to training camp practice. Absolutely, I. I'm right there with you. I think it's a very, very successful spring practice um, to start. What you didn't steal my thunder, which is nice, is I'm just very happy that there wasn't a ton of injuries. That's I think true. that I think that's one of the biggest nerve wracking uh, times as a fan and as a coach. You know, you don't want to lose one of your you know best players, which you know I don't know for sure because uh, I'm not one of the coaches, I'm not one of the players, so I, I'm not there in and out. But what it sounds like and what it looks like when we're there is it's almost like an NFL style where some of these guys are getting uh, veteran days. Not Like I said, I don't know that for sure, but it seems that way. You know, we see Jabari. It's, it's happening. It's definitely happening. I mean, I, I myself, when I was there, never got veteran days, but I got veteran periods. I got, I got periods off during practice or like, I don't really need to see you go versus guys. Right. And when guys may be like, Hey, I rolled my ankle yesterday and they're like, okay, well you just won't do team tomorrow. Right. Like you're good. We can do individual drills. Just don't do team. Like it's going to be okay. And I think that's smart. It, I mean, it's what NFL teams do. Like it is a smart thing, like to actually give your guys a break. Now, don't let guys take advantage of it because when I was there, there were guys who were very much taking advantage of it. Um, and, uh, you know, not actually as hurt as they were saying they were and just trying to not practice because practice isn't fun. Games are fun. Everybody knows that. Uh, but go ahead keep going. Yeah. I, I think that's probably my number one takeaway is, Hey, we got, we got fortunate with, with the, you know, not some big injury bug coming through. Uh, you know, we were at practice brew had a pretty substantial uh, wrapping, uh, which, you know, we're assuming that maybe he had some sort of off season surgery that they're just kind of keeping under wraps. You know, I don't know, maybe that bandage or whatever was just there for, I don't, I, who knows, whatever, but I don't need to see brew I, in, in, in spring. I, you know, Jabari small, was just on the out on the sidelines in a jersey, you know, coaching people up, talking people up. That's Beasley, fine. I, you know, yeah, Beasley was practicing when we were there, and then I think he got ding, dinged up a little bit. But yeah, I mean, if you can have a veteran day, and it and I, it's a good point you brought up. If it's a mature, responsible, good person, because there are people that can be a little lazy and that they don't necessarily want to practice, even though you need to practice, and they're good enough on game days to start, but they're probably not like. You know, they're probably not really what you want a culture to be built around. <laughs> but 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 it was nice to, you know, Ethan Davis gets hurt in the orange and white game. But yeah, Coach Heupel said, hey, he should be totally fine for for the start of fall practice. So the only so, thing that worries about him is it is the same injury he had in high school that like held him out his senior year as a collarbone. I'm just like, oh, I hate the like reoccurring. Yeah, you yeah, and you don't ever want to be like, oh dang, he got hurt his senior year. Now he's getting already dinged up. Like you don't want him to be. It's just it's just a part of it. We've grown up playing with people that are just naturally injury prone. It, mm -hmm. for, for for whatever reason, it just seems like, you know, they're always there's always something here or there. And uh, some of the kids that I knew that were kind of injury prone, like they were tough. Like it wasn't it wasn't anything that I think they were babying or anything like that. I think 
you know, you can't help if you legit break an arm and then a collarbone and then an ankle, you know, it's some of that stuff's legit. Um, Drink some milk or something. <laughs> who knows, man? Yeah. Who knows? So, um, you know, that, that's my number one, that that's my number one takeaway. Say it seems to get out of there pretty clean and healthy. Um, plus the veteran days is great because then that ties me into, Hey, there is a lot of young guys getting a lot of reps. Um, we've mentioned it a bunch. There's certain guys that we just don't need to see. We, we know what they are. We know who they are. And as long as they are still practicing, you always got to be practicing, always trying to get better. So as long as you are doing that, mm-hmm. you can maintain some of those reps for younger people. And really it's spring. Like when, when, when we get to fall camp, when you're, when you're getting ready to get, get going for, for real, when, when the games matter, that's when those guys are like, okay, hey, it was fun, you freshmen and you sophomores, that's <laughs> in spring, it's time to let the big dogs eat. We got to get ready to go try to win another 10 games this year. Yeah. Um, so so I'm, I'm happy. I think, those are, I think that makes for a very successful spring. Mm-hmm. No injuries, old guys getting some time, catch, catch their legs, working on a few things, and then letting the young guys really, really get – yeah. Um, the other thing for me is too is so far I guess spring practice has been over for a week, and to my knowledge, the only person that's been entered in the the transfer portal is Amari McNeil, um, which which is a you know knock on wood. Literally, this is a wood desk, so good for me. I got to knock on wood that I don't want to jinx it. I I don't necessarily think I'm going to jinx it that we're going to see anybody enter the transfer portal that we're like <gasps> or like we're like oh no I, yeah I, it's. And that is such a that's such an incredible thing in this day and time that that Hypel has built the culture that it's like, hey, I might not start next year, but that's okay because mm-hmm. I want to be here for, and start for junior and senior year. You, you, should, you know what I mean? It's, oh, I know exactly it, what you mean. That 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 if we can get to that model that it's okay to sit for two, you're a powerhouse. You yeah. are Georgia. You are Bama. Like that is exactly what they do. Yeah, and and I, I matter of fact, I've seen a bunch. I've seen probably three or four, at least three or four, maybe five Georgia guys into the transfer portal. Which you know, as a, I don't know, I don't keep up with them on a daily. So Georgia fans might be like, yeah, we don't care because those guys are either off the field issues, they weren't going to play, yeah. or they're prima donnas or whatever. So so who knows why? But you know, I heard somebody. It was a national radio person i don't know who it was i don't know if it was cbs or espn or what radio i had on but you know they were like tennessee does have that kind of fun family feel why while bama and georgia are more business-like hmm. and, and, and both are fine i i agreed with the person who ever said it. i was like he was like they're both fine you can but you can win with both i'm like you absolutely can yeah. You know, it kind of goes to show that video that you brought up that we saw where Alabama guy catches it and it's like, okay, this is just, this is just business is how it is. I even thought about our time at Catholic, you know, under Pemberton when we were just, we didn't lose. I mean, it was, you know, the, the um, Patriots were a bit all business and I mean, they won six Super Bowls, but there were other teams that won Super Bowls that probably weren't as business as the Patriots were. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and not that we didn't have fun at Catholic, you know, I can't speak on the Patriots. You were there for a little bit of time. I can't speak on them. I was not there. Um, but I just know at Catholic, we didn't, it wasn't winning's fun. So for us just showing up, practicing hard, uh, being disciplined, all that stuff, I can promise you, we still had a blast 
after the games and in the games and, and whatever until, you know, my senior year, your junior year, and Coach Pemberton went on and the, the culture kind of changed. But, um, the, you know, so – but but I, I liked and I would want to play for a coach, and I would even want to coach like a coach hype. You know, we're going to work hard, but we're, we're going to enjoy it too Be- because life is so uh, – College football, man, it's a grind. So if you can't find little, like the little enjoyments, whether you work hard and you go get a food truck or an ice cream truck after practice or they go and play the softball games and stuff like that, like I, I personally like that type of stuff. Um, oh, I love it. I, it I, because, bro, like you said, it is a grind. Like when you are in it, you're just like, dude, I can't like, please just give me a break. Please just give me a break. I yeah. remember when Dooley was there uh, my second year, before we went to uh god what was it it was like science hill or there was like a co- there's like a small college up there and we went there for training camp for like five days six days it was horrible we had to stay in a dorm room with another guy like no space you had to you know walk a half mile to get to the cafeteria walk a half mile to get to the locker room the locker room was literally an open space with folding chairs. <laughs> that was the locker room. We had to walk like two and a half mile or two miles to get to the damn practice field. It was it was awful. And like we had some two days mixed in there. The last day, we literally had a two a day. We practiced in the morning. You know, did all the film, ate, did the more film, got taped again, went the film was team meeting right before practice. And he was like, every now and then you got to throw a dog a bone and here's your bone. Cancel practice, go get dressed. We're going home. And the place erupted, erupted. It was the, the most joy I'd seen on 20 year old faces in my life because it was just like, man, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I just want to leave. And the fact that he gave that to us, it was literally just not practicing. It wasn't like, here's some ice cream. Here's 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 a fun event we're doing. It was literally just like, you don't have to practice. Yeah. Guys literally like had all the energy in the world after that. They were like playing volleyball in the pool. Like <laughs> afterwards, like it was just like, you, you can't, those kind of experiences where it's like all you want is a little bit of a break and they give it to you. It makes it all worth it. So when you're able to do that and like just give a little olive olive branch to these guys, like it means so much to them. Yeah. And it's also, there's so many lame cliches, but, but they do, they do matter is, you know, the team building stuff. Yeah. Um, And it's all about, um, you know, if you have guys that are, or you got to have guys. And when I mean guys like the, the players that uh, have the good stuff in them, they got the good stuff in their chest. You know, they, uh, they're not necessarily prima donnas. They do care about other people. They do work hard. They're mm-hmm. humble. Um, and so when you do team building activities, they actually work because you can try to do team build, building activities with a bunch of kind of punks or selfish people or some of those mm-hmm. um, individuals that are not great for your culture. And it just it doesn't really do much. But when you can really um, have a good time, you know, and, and enjoy in the f- fruits of your labor, uh, yeah. it's nice. So. Yeah, so so that we basically, if you got lost in the sauce on all that talking, it was because we've had one person into the, the transfer portal. Well, we're going to have more, it, so it's going to happen. And Amari McNeil was fine when I saw him at practice and stuff. I thought he was fine. He worked hard. 
practice work. That one seems more of like a, I just want to go somewhere that I know I'm going to get to play in here. We have, you know, we got Big O and we got Dejon Terry and you got Omar Norman Lott and you got, you know, Tyler Barron who gets bumped inside sometimes. You, you can't, like, there's just a lot of dudes there. And mm-hmm. he's like, I might not, it's the writings on the wall. I performed well, but not well enough. Let me go somewhere where I can play. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, and I so, think that's and that, what. And I'm not going to fault him for that if, you know, if he left on good terms and he just feels like he needs to go somewhere else to play. Yeah, because I, I mean, I didn't see him much in the spring game. I'm like, okay, well, it makes sense. Like, you yeah. know, you're not going to be the first four guys, which means very sparing reps. I mean, especially at D line, they rotate all the time. It's like you might get five, ten a game, and that's not, like that's not enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, but another but- thing I want to talk about is maybe solidified spots of who we think like actually maybe got their solidified spot that we were looking for. So for example, offensive line, I think now the solidified spots, you know, the spots we're missing is Darnell and in Jerome and who we're trying to get in those. It is John Campbell or Mincy at that left tackle spot. It's one of those two guys. So it's not solidified yet. There's still a competition there. We saw John go in before we saw Mincy but we will see. And then the guard spot is Carrick. And who I think could work his way up is Addison Nichols. I think the competition is going to be between those two guys for that other guard spot. And whoever doesn't make it is going to be that rotation guy. If any of the interior guys get hurt, I trust that Addison could step in and take over that spot. If any of the tackles get hurt, I trust that Jeremiah, Mincy, John Campbell can come in. We you can rotate and we'll be okay. Um, and then just other spots like, you know, we we always do the the linebackers are almost like four deep in a way. So it's like Beasley and Peli, I think, have kind of solidified those two interior starters. I mean, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking. I, and I, I think the next group is Elijah and and Caleb Perry. I don't uh, I don't feel comfortable talking about the offensive linemen until we see him again in fall because there's way too much. I mean, you just mentioned the guard spot without even talking about Ollie Lane, which I'm not saying I think Ollie starts. I'm I'm not saying that at all. I just think there was so much movement in the orange and white game. Let yeah. me get to, let me get to fall camp and see. But but that's your position. You see it better. You know it better than I do. That that's fine. Yeah, linebacker. It seems like they just kind of solidify Keelan. Keenan Peely must have come in and done exactly what they wanted and been exactly who they wanted and needed and thought that he could be because, you know, it's him and Beasley. Mm-hmm. And the depth at linebacker is super nice because you have those guys. Then you got Elijah and Caleb Perry, which are sophomore or Caleb Perry, which are sophomores that played on special teams. Elijah got some snaps in actual game time last year mm-hmm. and then you get the three freshmen that are going to be pushing them so i think i think that is really really great for the upcoming years but yeah i would say those guys are probably pretty solidified with with a very close they're they're as solidified as they can be without being absolutes yeah. I, Aaron beasley's an absolute keenan yeah. is an absolute to start but i don't think if he plays i, I think that if he plays some of the ways that i saw on film when he was at byu they're not going to leave him in there and yeah. so that's where Elijah Herring or maybe a, a Caleb Perry will get their opportunity. Defensive backs is definitely not settled, in my opinion. Well, excuse me, I think it's very settled. 
but there, there's I, I think you're going to see Tamarian. You're going to see um, um, Wesley Walker. You're going to see Tank. And then it's is a Danico Slaughter is is the you know is the other is the other corner. And if that's mm-hmm. the case, you know, okay, is Kamal going to be you know one of the corners? So so, but um, I think a lot of the I think a lot of the positions are pretty solidified in in, in my opinion. Yeah, know? I mean, in like. I'm trying to think of other other places where, like, I think I think Castles at tight end is actually going to get some good playing time. Yeah, I yeah, think he yeah, yeah. really made himself known as a plug and play guy. Like, hey, I can I can do this. I'm smart enough. I'm older. Like, I can figure this out. Um, I think you know, bearing the injury and coming back, I think Ethan Davis gets some playing time. Uh, which you know, before spring, you're like, I have no idea if this freshman can step up. But now, I feel confident that he can get in the rotation. Um, well, yeah, because going into spring, you're like, okay, we know Jacob, and that's it. And you're, and then we watch Castle, and we're like, okay, yeah, Castle's an older guy. We're not going to be surprised if he plays. And then we see Ethan, and that's that That has to be at least three guys that you probably feel good about, which makes you – that you feel good about, which is nice because then you can have two on the field at once. If someone goes down, then you can still have two to rotate. Exactly. Uh, and okay. then in the wide receiver position, like I think we – gained a lot more confidence in Nathan Leacock and the fact that he can be the fourth receiver, you know, behind Squirrel no, and Brew I, and Ramel. No, no, no. I, I think, I think you're jumping. I think you're jumping Caleb Webb uh, with, with Nathan. I think both of them are probably pretty equal. Uh, okay. I mean, if you go, if you go Ramel, Squirrel, Brew and Dante, so you feel really good there. And then you're probably going to feel good about Caleb. I mean, Nathan is a true, true freshman. I mean, sure. I mean, I think he could. Uh, I, I wish I would have seen a little bit more from Chaz. Um, mm, and there's yeah. one other one I'm trying to think of too. Um, that, I, but, but yeah. So, I, you know, I feel, I feel pretty, I feel pretty good on, on all, all the way around the team. I really do. Yeah, I do too. Uh, like I, I feel that places where we had question marks where guys had left for the draft where where you know they transferred out or whatever happened it was oh wow we found somebody we found a replacement like okay what are we going to do now that fant left oh we got a couple tight ends that can step in you know yeah. what are we going to do now that jeremy banks left well p lies looking pretty good and elijah herring showing a lot of growth so it's like all right i, I like the fact that we were able to fill those positions even though they were huge positions for us. Yeah. 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 And even with, you know, even with BY going, you, you know, you still have Tyler Barron and Roman Harrison coming back, which is great. I mean, that is, that is great, great stuff. And then we got Joshua Joseph that you and I both love to see mm-hmm. how he was progressing. And, um, you know, now, I don't, do you still feel, I guess, I, I, I don't want to judge him based off of one play, but James Pierce being able to, I'm not going to judge him off that one play, but there was not other plays that made me excited about it. So no. this, he's kind of what it is. I did read some stuff, and I think they really like Caleb Herring, you know, as a freshman. But that does that mean they really like him because they're like, oh, he's a good, he, he looks good as a freshman. He's going to be a good player here. Or is that like, oh, we really like him as a freshman. He's going to be playing next year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know? so, so you just never know there. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it's a, I mean, a one out of ten, Kyler. I don't think I don't know how you can give this thing anything less than an eight, eight and a half, or a nine. I mean, it's yeah. just you know, get out of it with some good work for the young guys. 
maybe try some different pieces. I mean, the young guys besides Ethan to get to be feel really good about a daggum walk-on, which it's not fair because he's not a true walk-on, but with Deshaun Bishop and then Cam Miller, who's a true freshman, who they kind of – it was like uh, kill two birds with one stone because they found out he can play, but they also found a position that they probably felt really good about. They probably knew he was going to play at running back when they recruited him. You Cam Selden. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. What did I say? You said Cam Miller. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yeah. Cam Selden, yes. So and you, and you figure those things out, so it's nice. Like – very successful all, all the way around it in my books. Um, so yeah. now to, to kind of tie it up, uh, we're going to going to be doing, we're bringing, we're kind of bringing, well, well, not kind of, we are bringing one thing back and I've always loved it because I came up with it and I think it's great. I love the name. It's big orange juice is, and if any of you loyal uh, people who have been with us from the jump, you remember the big orange juice and this oh, is yeah. actually, came up with the name Big Orange Juice before the University of Tennessee had their juice or the juice. But Big Orange Juice is where we get Kyler. Uh, and I have a few juicy stories from behind the scenes of players or coaches during his five years at Tennessee. So we're one, uh, one week we're going to give you a Big Orange Juice story for an episode. And then we're going to lean into what we love and what hopefully you all love is our, our breakdown of games and films. So I can't wait for that. So we're going to do a little series, I guess it'll probably be seven or eight week series. Uh, yeah. So we're going to do major games of the previous year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can go back and watch our podcast that are like two hours long on those games where we literally go almost play by play and break things down. But being able to go back and show the audience, hey, look how great this play is. This is why this play works. This is why it's such an awesome play call in this, this scenario. Um, so just kind of give you guys some like inside baseball, as you know, as what I'm saying of like why this play works, why this play. You said baseball. Yeah, that's uh, like that's just what I thought of. Like that's what came to mind is like inside baseball, where they what. Is that a show inside baseball? Yeah, where they like it, they go in depth into things. Oh, uh, I got you. I got you. Yeah. So. We're showing you the the in depth parts of those plays. It's not like, hey, how great was that throw to Jalen Hyatt? It's like, well, hold on, how was what? that throw set up? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I'm very excited for that part. Yeah, and that's we're gonna do our three. So Kyler and I for those series, we'll do our three favorite plays, and then we're gonna do our three favorite play calls. Mm. So one of those could be, hey, this is my favorite play call because it set up that long touchdown to brew or it really opened up for for Ramel to come in on the dig so yeah so one week it'll be a big orange juice and then the next week it'll be a breakdown and so yeah it'll probably you know Pitt, florida um bama georgia south carolina i don't i don't know if we'll do a missouri one definitely do an orange bowl one and so those are kind of doing what our offseason stuff will be until the till we get to fall camp and all those things yeah, yeah. So that so that'll be fun. Hopefully, we can uh, get some good podcasts going. Then we'll keep we'll keep doing the recruiting ones, the guys yeah. who commit. We'll keep putting them out, you know, on Mondays. Those are those are nice, easy, quick ones, and more film breakdown, which we like. Yeah, great, but, uh, uh, great weekend. We should have shouted out at the beginning. I was telling my dad last night, and and since Tony, you know, my dad played baseball and that he loves basketball. He loves football. He loves baseball, but he loves baseball a lot more than I do. Mm. So 
he ever since Tony V's made this team relevant, he's been really locked in and he enjoys watching it. And and uh, so I'll give him credit. You know, me as a fair weather fan, after they started losing a couple, I was like, all right, I'm not watching anymore. <laughs> but, but he, I did check the score when we got out of the movie on Friday and saw that we won on the walk off, which is electric, absolutely electric. Crazy. Yeah, and uh, and my my uh, uncle on my dad's side, not Lou, but Uncle Jimmy has uh, season tickets to everything, and so he asked if we wanted his baseball tickets for Saturday. He and Floor and I were going to go, but we already had some stuff, and we're like, no, probably not. It would have been a hell of a game to be at, just because it would have been you're beating their ass, and we're getting runs after runs after runs. So it would have been an exciting game to be at. And I, but anyways, I was talking to my dad. I said, you know what? I said if I had to pick a team to win the series or to sweep, I said it's Vandy. And I don't know if it's close. I, I'm, you know, over Arkansas, yeah. LSU, maybe, maybe Bama. Maybe Bama, I would pick to sweep them. But sweeping Vandy in their their sport, they're number four in the nation and we're not in that rank right now. And it's, you know, we, we beat them with a walk-off and then Saturday was an ass beating. Right now it's nine to two. I mean. Insane. And, 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 and yeah, I know, it's like, it's, it, the the best part is even if we didn't get to where we wanted to, football beat beat Bama. They beat the big dog in football. Basketball beat Bama, who is ranked number one. They beat the big dog. Baseball beats Vandy, even though they're not doing it. It's like we're still getting those wins that make us feel so good, dude. You could you could have ten years ago you couldn't pay for those wins you, you, the, we would never have those it was always uh we're just gonna we're gonna lose every game like here's another season of losing and now to have those victories even though you know we're not doing that great in baseball that's still just oof, that feels good especially that ass whooping yesterday well they're not yeah they're not doing as great as how they were last year or two years ago but last year was a statistically great maybe statistically greatest college baseball team of all time. So it's like a little hard to follow that up. And it's it's not that they're a bad team. They just are kind of finding their way, I guess, and not as good as last year. So but yes, it's it's beautiful to see. I mean baseball was bad when I was there. So I'm yeah. glad we're somewhere <laughs> we're somewhere better now. Exactly. All right, bro. See you later. All right, man. See ya. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. If you are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and leave a comment. We absolutely love the comments, love the answer, love uh, to see them. Some are pretty funny. Uh, if you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download, and follow us on all those platforms you might be using. Also, follow us on social media at Pancakes and Bacon for our main account on Twitter, at uh, pancakes and bacon underscore RTI on Instagram uh, at our bacon 26 for read on Twitter at Kyler Kerbison for all social medias for myself uh, and very much appreciate you guys. You're the best fans in the world. And as always go Vols. Mm -hmm.